Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. This is Bewilderbeasts, an infotainment show dedicated to inspiring curiosity for all ages by investigating the ways animals intersect at humanity. I am not a historian, an ethologist, a researcher, a scientist, a zoologist, a trained audio engineer, or an expert in, well, anything. Y'all, I'm lucky if I can remember to put my clean laundry in the dryer before it gets funky. And while I make every effort to present things as accurately as I can with a fun flair, I'm going to mess up. And that's okay. I hope I've given you a nice place to jump off from on your own adventures into curiosity, or at the very least, I've given you the key to win your next round of trivia. And welcome to Bewilder Beasts. I'm your host, Melissa Mickey McGrath, recording 1,537 miles from Spencer, Iowa, where our story today takes place. Today we are going to the library, y'all. So make sure you have your library card, and if you are allergic to cats, maybe bring some Claritin. Let's go! everyone. Well, I ended up getting a really funny Facebook message uh, memory thing this week about what we were doing at this time last year. This story published one year ago at this time was the story of Room 8, the cat who basically adopted a uh, classroom of children outside of Los Angeles. And I swear, I don't always dedicate the last week of October to amazing cats, but that's what we're doing again this week. (laughs) So happy Halloween tonight if you're listening when this drops. Y'all have fun, be safe, and try to be honest with yourself, okay? You are never going to eat that Tootsie Roll, so just throw it away. Just throw it out right now instead of letting it sit for months on the counter for someone else to not eat it. All right, with that said, let's get our cat on. It's January in small town Iowa. Corn for days. And since it's the 1980s, Shoulder pads for days. When the wind blows in places like Iowa, very little can stop its path. With fields as far as the eye can see, and it can see quite far given that there are no mountains to get in the way in northwest Iowa near the Minnesota border, there is little respite from the whirling wind gusting on many January nights. And on this particular January night, there was that bitter cold that cuts into your bones or it even hurts your lungs when you inhale at negative 10 degrees in the city of Spencer. But a two-month-old kitten is way more susceptible to things like hunger and cold in the elements. A warm place would be really nice. On the map in the middle of the cornfields is where 11,000 people call home, most of them within a few miles of Route 71, which runs just north of Kansas City, Missouri, and runs all the way to International Falls at the U.S.-Canada border. And spending the night on a pile of books inside of a book drop is maybe not the worst place to be, away from predators, away from the wind, away from the rain. But a book drop is no protection from the cold. Now it's hard to tell if the kitten was able to figure out how the book drop worked, or what's really more likely someone deposited this meowing 
definitely not a book into the depository. If the human saw the kitten and thought, I'm helping, I think I might be more okay with this. Or this might have been someone intending to do harm to the itty bitty little kitty. But honestly, this singular event put Spencer Iowa Public Library on the map, and it may have even saved this very young kitten from a very bad fate. Vicki Myron opened the library on Monday, January 18th, 1988, to get books out of the book drop. She was quite surprised to find a very chilled, very orange baby kitten among the most beloved books of the previous year. Books like Stephen King's The Tommyknockers and Misery, Terry Pratchett's Equal Rights and Mort, Alan Moore's graphic novel Watchmen, oh, and the Calvin and Hobbes collection number one. What a year! Vicky went on to work attending to this little fuzzball's every need. He was hungry, and without a mom, someone had to hand-feed this wee little baby. He was also in need of medical care, because he was also suffering from frostbite. Frostbite, if not treated, can lead to amputation of the affected area, which is often exposed ears, fingers, toes, noses, etc. Luckily, he was able to be treated. Had this kitten been left in the Dropbox over New Year's break or over Christmas for a couple of days, he may not have been so lucky but he was found hours after being dropped off instead of days. Well, what does a librarian name a stray cat? Well, Dewey, of course. You know, after the Dewey Decimal System guy? Obvi. The Dewey Decimal System are those little numbers that you see that are a code of sorts to help sort all of these books at the library. Feeling that all good pets need a middle and a last name too, the librarians decided to add read more books to his official moniker. Okay, y'all, this is wild. The read more part was a hat tip to an 80s cartoon character, Captain OG Readmore, an orange cat who wore a vaguely ship captain-y outfit who was created in the era of Sesame Street Mr. Rogers to encourage kids to read for fun. I had to look this up because I had never heard of this cat, but guys, when I saw this picture, I was transported back to being a wee little kid eating way too much Czech cereal with way too many scoops of that white sugar that my mom had for her coffee, <laughs> eating out of an old margarine tub, watching this cat get sucked into the story he was reading and becoming a character in the source material. He was kind of like a prototype of Wishbone. Ah, childhood memories are really, really cool, y'all. Anyway, Dewey Read More Books was officially tapped as the official library cat. Staff donated their returnable recycling to help pay for his food costs. Local patrons and individuals as far away as New York City donated money to help his care. So the librarians had to get board clearance, which they did. And for 19 years, Dewey Read More Books held the post of official library cat. I mean, except for his several day vacation that he waltzed out of a side door that was left open by a janitor, he had never left his post. He was totally fine, by the way. No one did him any harm, to my knowledge. The janitor was fine. Everyone was much better about doors after that. Oh, and the cat was fine too. A little less than two years later, the library entered Dewey into a pet photography contest as a way to get a little hype for the library. They thought that this would be fun, but no one thought that he would win in a landslide, which he did, with over 80% of the votes. I guess everyone was taken by the story of this little kitten who was left in a Dropbox who lived at the library. 
a week after this historic win, the Des Moines Register, the morning paper from the largest city in the Hawkeye State, ran a piece on Dewey's spectacular win. I'm hoping they had a picture of a cat holding a newspaper that says Dewey wins. Eh? Anyway. Anyway, the piece in the paper brought even more attention to this library, which was the original mission in the entry, but not at all what these librarians suspected would happen. It's said that after that piece ran in the register, they never again tried to push for more publicity outside of Spencer. But that horse had left the barn. That fire was out of control. Or you might say, that cat was out of the bag. Everyone wanted to know about Dewey. He was featured in Country Magazine, which put him on the national circuit, which made 11 people come forward, admitting to be the person who put him in the Dropbox. You know, to make sure he didn't freeze to death. In 1997, there was a documentary film made about felines in free libraries called, and this is good, Puss in Books. Get it? Eh? It has an 8.6 out of 10, and I'm sure the 90s fashion trends are on point. If you love cats and time traveling back to the era of baby doll t-shirts, chunky shoes, and chokers for days, get in on this. Speaking of time traveling, does anyone remember Paul Harvey? And now, you know the rest of the story. Best catchphrase in radio, hands down. Yeah, Do We Read More Books was featured on his show too, because of course he was. <laughs> and this fame went on to directly assist the library, as international fame shined a light on this litterless kitten the library was able to capitalize on postcards featuring Dewey and the other Dewey Fernalia that went on to help raise over $4,000 by 2005. But Dewey wasn't just a pretty face earning money. He worked for it. He was even given a job description that you can still read today on the Spencer Public Library website. This is verbatim from that website. Dewey's job description. One, reducing stress for all humans who pay attention to him. 2. Sitting by the front door every morning at 9 a.m. to greet the public as they enter the library. 3. Inspecting all boxes that enter the library for security problems and comfort level. 4. Attending all meetings in the round room as official library ambassador. 5. Providing comic relief for staff and visitors whenever possible. 6. Climbing into book bags and briefcases while patrons are studying or trying to retrieve needed papers underneath him. 7. Generating national and worldwide publicity for the Spencer Public Library. This entails sitting still for photographs, smiling for the camera, and generally being cute. Number 8. Working towards status as world's most finicky cat by refusing all but the most expensive delectable foods. And even turning up his nose at those most of the time. <laughs> Ugh, cats. So thanks to Dewey's fame and hard work ethic, Spencer, Iowa was put on the map. I mean, it was already there, but very few celebrity elites hail from Spencer, Iowa. Here, let me show you. According to the Wikipedia for Spencer City, Iowa, under the header, Notable People, the number one entry is decidedly not a people. It's Dewey Read More Books. A cat. Below Dewey at number three is Connie Kunzman. This is a spectacular basketball story. This is a woman who put basketball on the map. And if you don't know her... Read what you can about her today and ignore the story of the man who killed her. Her story needs to be told, not his. 
Number four is the librarian that co-wrote Dewey's book. Number nine is Robin Thede, the first black head writer for a late night show, and she was one of the few black women to ever host a late night show, The Rundown with Robin Thede. I feel like looking at this list, Robin needs to be way higher. Early in Dewey's life, the first few of his nine lives, he was given a diagnosis of megacolon. That is the worst superhero name ever. And while it seems like it would be the name of an epic fart joke, it's actually a painful condition where bloating, the inability to poop correctly, which is basically constipation, and paralysis of this piece of the digestive tract all intersect in the most painful and worst Venn diagram ever. And in some cases, this can actually lead to death. It was expected to shorten Dewey's lifespan, but if you remember at the beginning, he served in the library for 19 years, so poo-poo on the megacolon taking him out of the game prematurely. Fortunately, his particular brand of megacolon could be treated by eating certain foods that would help ease the bloating and unpleasantness. Unfortunately, he was a cat. And cats are not generally flexible eaters, and in this case, he was an inflexible eater that was particularly picky about what food he put in his face hole. Later in life, he ended up getting arthritis, which is not uncommon. In fact, this painful condition where the joints, so like knees, spine, ankles, neck, hips, those things, become inflamed, and the joints themselves can deteriorate, which, I can tell you, hurts a whole lot. Researchers suspect that 45% of all cats and 90% of cats over the age of 10 have arthritis. So be gentle with your older kitties. They may need help getting into their favorite torture the birds at the feeder window. So Dewey, while being a cat of a certain age, was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism and eventually, sadly, a stomach tumor. That cancer diagnosis came just before his 19th birthday, November 18th. About 10 days later, Vicki Myron had him humanely euthanized so he would not suffer anymore. And for a cat predicted to have a shortened lifespan, he outdid the bell curve. Most cats live between 12 and 18 years. He made it to good old 19, beating the odds one more time. Almost immediately though, calls came from people trying to help under the hashtag helping not helping. These calls were volunteering cats for the new, now open position left vacant by Dewey. The staff and community was still honestly grieving the loss of Dewey, but well-intentioned people were trying to foist homeless cats into the stacks. The board voted to have a two-year moratorium from having a resident cat, or honestly, any living thing, while they figured out what to do next. Given his celebrity status, remember Mr. Cat Fancy in Country Magazine, his obituary was published in over 270 papers. No, those were not just in the United States, which is still a lot of publications, by the way, for a local cat or a famous person. But these papers were printing his death notice around the world. More on that in a minute. The public came to truly mourn for Dewey at the library in December 2006. And you have to be really, really, really dedicated to memorializing someone to stand outside in the cold in Iowa in December for a memorial service. Let's suffice it to say, by the numbers, Dewey was very much loved. But this is not the rest of the story. We're going to cut ahead for a little bit. Step forward in time. A truck swerved off the road during a blizzard. School district staffer Sue Seltzer, 
love Spencer. Oh my god, that is a hard sentence. Hold on. School district staffer Sue Setzer of Spencer. Good god. Found this disheveled cat with twigs and leaves and dirt entangled in her thick fur. This little cat had ice balls stuck to her legs and she was covered in snow as there was a storm that had contributed to the truck accident. Sue Setzer of Spencer took this little orange lady over to the library because, I mean, if the world gives you a homeless orange kitten, you make a trip to the library to meet the lady who just lost her other orange homeless cat and hope this doesn't backfire. At that time, a Japanese team was in the middle of shooting a film at the library for a production. A production that, by the way, created a Japanese cult following of Dewey's story. Yes, Japan was one of the places that ran the Iowan Cats obituary. Not just in the papers, on television. The production team happened to be in the middle of interviewing Vicky about Dewey when Sue Setzer of Spencer, maybe drinking seltzer, swished in with a sassy lassie who needed a new home. She was very hopeful that Vicky would want to take her in, and while the library board immediately nixed the idea of a sequel kitty, citing the moratorium, Vicky took the homeless kit into her home. Well, what would a librarian name a cat? I mean, a cat after Dewey and Readmore. Well, Paige, obvi. The name was suggested from a fan of Dewey's, one of the millions of fans before a reliable internet, I need to mention, because Vicky was turning a new page in her life after retiring from a 20-year stint as library director. According to the Open Education Database, OEDB.org, there are over 300 library cats around the world, over 200 are in the United States. One overseas library cat, Kuzia, is the current assistant librarian at the no, Novorossiysk? You know, a library in Russia. In order for this stray cat to be able to actually be in the library, a public space, Kuzia had a few hoops to jump through, or rather, the patrons of the library and library staff. You see, Kuzia needed, and this is real, a cat passport and other documentation to be library legal. Once he was officially cleared as library pet, he quickly rose in the ranks of the staff, moving up to official library greeter, professional napper, but most importantly, because he single-pawedly got more people to come to browse the shelves, he was promoted to assistant librarian. <laughs> the position he still holds today after 10 years in the office. His payment? His salary is 30 packs of cat food a month. He earns cat treats and bow ties as bonuses. Y'all, the photo of this kitty in a bow tie walking around the library like he's a bouncer about to <sighs> deep sigh before telling those kids to just keep it down is an entire mood. A photo will be on Twitter. In January 2009, the library board of Spencer voted to have a permanent prohibition against any other cat or pet at the library to avoid problems with patrons with allergies. Which, fair. This is a public space and we need to be cognizant of people who have real allergies in these spaces. As a result, there will never be another library cat at the Spencer Library in Iowa. But there is, and as far as I can tell, always will be, a granite marker that sits outside the library 
Dewey's cremated remains were buried outside the children's garden. His plot has both a plaque and, of course, a statue. So thank you for joining me today on Bewilderbeasts. I'm just going to make this quick because I don't want to leave my kid at school for too much longer. <laughs> I don't want to make a mistake and forget to get her on time. So I'm just going to run through this super fast. If you know of any historical animals who changed the world, animals who help humans, or other animals who are working in public spaces, send them in bewilderbeastpod at gmail.com. Tweet at bewilderedpod and bewilderbeastpod.com. Click the little button. Say hi. I miss you. I like it. Blah. I'm so tired. Okay. Anyway, I'm Melissa McHugh McGrath with Mud Stuff Media. Now go get curious. I got today's information from findagrave.com, spencerlibrary.com, wikipedia.org, spencerlibrary.com, wonderground.com, google.com. This is the map of Spencer, Iowa, the topography map, wikipedia.org, USA Today, goodreads.com, oedb.org, imdb.com, and news.ncsu.edu. Links are always, always, always in the description of today's episode. Intro music is Tiptoe Out the Back by Dan Leibowitz, and interstitial music is by MK2. Additional music by Pixabay, Freesound.org, and HappySoulMusic.com. Please like, subscribe, review, share with your curious friends. And if you're into it, go on over to Patreon. I guess that's it. If you're so inclined, go do the thing. And until next week, when we do this all over again, stay curious. I'll see you next week, and happy Halloween. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.